Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone. Hello! And welcome to Kirsty and Brainy's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Brainy. And today we are going to dive into each other's dreams. Each other's dreams, not just Brainy's. Each yeah. other's. I have a dream! She has a dream. Wow, I have a dream! And it's entitled. Bags. So we've got that to look forward to. Bags. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember anything about the dream, but apparently they were bags. 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 Um, so recently I have been having a lot of dreams, but well, I've good. been waking up too sleepy to record them. Which is <gasps> Just bad. like me, for real, for real. Because I wake up and I have this feeling of, oh, that was a really interesting dream. And then it just fizzles away. Oh. Whilst I, I don't know. I, I, go back I think to it's sleep. just been taking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I don't really like properly go back to sleep, but I do that thing of being like, I'll get up in a bit, maybe just five more minutes, and then I just sort of roll around in bed for twenty minutes, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get up. And by that minutes, point, that's that's it's gone. That's self control right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's amateur hours. Yeah. It's like yesterday. I think it was. Was it yesterday you called me? Or was it the day before? Yes. Yesterday. So I woke up at, I ended up going to bed at about half one, which is pretty early for me, half one in the morning. <laughs> and um, I woke up at about half nine and I was like, oh, oh, I'm up quite early. Like going to bed a couple of hours early must have, you know, moved my sleeping pattern around a little little bit. No, no. I ended up going back to sleep after turning my alarm off. And then you rang me at about quarter past 12 and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? What year is it? <laughs> See, I had been up at... I think I'd had to get up at 8.30. Oh, my God. To go... I was so sleepy. And I dragged myself onto the bus. And I got into town. And I went in a hot air balloon. Not in the basket. Didn't go up. I went inside the actual balloon itself. The actual balloon. <laughs> that is super and, um, cool. I've done that before, but not um, not 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 for not for charity. <laughs> I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was going to say. Was just not not for, not for charity. <laughs> just for myself. Just for myself. It was for my own benefit. <laughs> I did it for other people. <laughs> Very selfless act. Me going inside a balloon. <laughs> Oh my but gosh! I, um, it was a very cool balloon, though the the Wallace and Gromit one. Cool it was balloon. awesome. You can see it on Twitter. Anyone that hasn't seen it, um, you search for the the Grand Appeal yeah, yeah. balloon. Balloon. The funny thing is, I was with that balloon, obviously, when it went up, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I had a I did like an Instagram story about it, just being like, oh, 
in a balloon. And my friend, who I've not seen in months, sent me a photo from across the river that she had taken because she'd seen the balloon. And I was like, that's me. I'm in there. (laughs) It's like, we are so close yet so far. That's me. (laughs) It's me in the balloon. That's me in the balloon. Um, But yeah, I just got, I completely lost track of time because we'd vaguely said, oh, maybe we'll record at 11.30. And then I looked at the time and it was 12. I was like, oh, guess we're not. And I had this horrible image of like you sat, by the computer like a like a maiden looking out to sea waiting for her sailor to return <laughs> but no it turns out she I was, was just home me. <laughs> i was sleeping <laughs> she was she was happy it's fine i forgore <laughs> um one of the dreams before we get into the two that we've recorded uh-huh. a dream that i do remember having recently i don't remember the build-up to it All I remember is how it woke me up. And it was that I was in some place that was maybe uh, like a field Mm -hmm. or something. It's so fuzzy. I can't remember. But the only thing I can remember is reaching back into my hair and there was a frog tangled up in my hair. And I suddenly became aware of frogs. Not a lot of frogs, frogs, maybe just like three frogs. But you know when you you wake up because you're like, oh, something touching me, something in a bad place that it shouldn't, like it's something in my hair, something in my ear, something. Ugh. And it, I woke up with that real feeling of like, oh, there's a, there's a, like, I love frogs, mm-hmm. but I don't like things being tangled in my hair. I mean, frogs, you don't <laughs> want frogs in your hair because they're all like slimy. They're going to get stuck. Yeah. They're going to get stuck. But I just woke up thinking like that what why frogs so i was gonna look oh up yeah frogs, have a look but in i thought your... i'd wait to do it live on the podcast in book. do it in my book so i'm guessing it'll be under aminals oh he straight away opened the base to toad but it was very specifically frogs but i guess if frogs isn't in here i'll go for toad frog it's got to uh, be in there yeah a period or act of transformation. A frog transforms from a tadpole and moves onto the land. There is something repugnant which is turning into something of value, i.e. a frog into a prince. Oh. Also see snake, as all reptiles have the same significance. What? Wait, do they? Oh? You just lump them all in together? What? I wouldn't associate a snake Snakes with a, are just with a long... frog frogs at the end of the day yeah just long limbless frogs long old frogs uh (laughs) snake says when the dreamer is attempting to come to terms with his or her more instinctive self inevitably this has to do with the recognition and harnessing of energies which have been suppressed and thwarted am i oh i guess that's like what you call it, isn't it? Blimmin' Adam and Eve. Oh. Would you Adam and Eve it? Oh, it's no trying way. to resist your urges and not eat the apple. Yeah, I guess oh. so. But under snake, it says, also see serpent. But It's just leading me all the way through this book. Also, <laughs> see frog. You'll follow all also, of these trails, right? And, and you'll get to a page that just has boobs written on the top corner. <laughs> yeah, in brackets. Phallic. <laughs> Um, 
So, okay, frog, transformation, something repugnant turning into something of value. Uh, is there a good reason why I um, would have a frog in my hair? Is that... <gasps> we were just talking about haircuts. Is True, your, is your hair thinking, repugnant? <laughs> my hair is the frog and I need for it to become a handsome prince. <laughs> have a nice haircut. Can you come and kiss my hair, please? <laughs> so it'll transform. It will turn into a handsome prince. How beautiful. See, I have a weird relationship with frogs because I love frogs. They make me very happy. Uh-huh. Only when they're alive, which I guess is a normal thing right, to film. Yeah. I mean, if you saw a dead frog and it made you happy, I'd be a little bit concerned. <laughs> but I have like... A genuine fear of dead frogs. Oh. Something about it, uh, seeing an unalived frog is really like, um, you know, oh, what's what's the word? You know, when you get like proper like caveman fear, like yeah, like a like a like, like a, a guttural a fear, primal guttural. Yes, I get that uh-huh. when I. And it all stems back to this is a therapy session now. It is, yeah. Well, when is it not? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it all stems back to when I was a child. So my primary school had a swimming pool, which feels very fancy. I but think it was you've very... told me this before. I probably have. I'm maybe very... even on the podcast. Probably. But, but Do you know what? Actually, anyway, keep going. One of my friends listened to two episodes of this podcast. He'd never listened before, and mm-hmm. he was like, "I listened to two episodes, and in both of them, you said about sleep paralysis, and both times you said, I don't think we've talked about this before." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so here's my frog story. I don't think we've talked about this before. <laughs> we have. Um, but for those who don't know, um, <laughs> so they decided to put the swimming pool next to the school pond. I guess they just wanted to clump the water elements together. And sadly, that meant that the frogs would go, oh, big pond. They would jump in. They wouldn't get out. And for some reason, for some twisted reason, my school also had frog-shaped beanbags that we would use for learning to dive in the pool. So you would pick them up from the bottom of the pool. Oh, no. (laughs) You see where this is going. You have told me this before. (laughs) (laughs) So it would be one person's duty at the end of swimming lessons to go around and collect them all up. And one day it was mine. I picked up what I thought was a beanbag. It was not. And I went into such shock that they had to send me home. Because I just, I was just so like, I remember standing in that pool, looking down at this poor wee frog and they were just like, you just have to go because I just couldn't like talk or do anything. I was just so... And ever since then, they just really get me. Aww. And I remember watching, uh, is it Magnolia? With Alex when I was staying at his house. And it's a very long film, but it culminates in this scene where frogs start raining from the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, because of that, you see lots of frogs everywhere and it got to the point where at the end of the film Alex turned around to me and was like what did you think of it and I couldn't talk I, oh, I was in such Bernie. deep like panic mode that I was just there like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and he was just like um I was like afterwards I explained and I was like probably should have mentioned this very specific problem <laughs> I have a very specific fear <laughs> 
doesn't come up very this often. This time you learned this about me. But when it does, oh my God. there it is. So yeah, I wondered if the frogs in my dream would be something to do with that. But they were very alive frogs. They were wriggling around. Um, huh. But I feel like it is maybe not one of the common ones, but I feel like it is an established stress dream, things tangled in hair. Or maybe it's just for yeah, people with long no. hair. Yeah, I can imagine that. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever had stuff tangled in my hair dreams. Honestly, thinking about it, in dreams, I don't think about my hair at all. Like I thought you were going to say, I don't have hair. I don't have hair. I mean, I may as well not, honestly. It just feels I'm in like first it's person, not I'm even, in bored. I'm in third there. person. I'm in third person, yeah. Well, it's like I'm in third person, but I'm also just not really looking at what I look like, I guess. It's just my brain. It's like when you read in a dream, your brain's just like, yep, that's you. So, oh, okay. Or like, I trust you. I guess it's that sort of thing. Um, like when you're reading and you're not really uh, pronouncing the names in a book, mm -hmm. you just sort of go, and then Lord Flutterfer went <laughs> off to the land of Flutterfer. <laughs> I guess your mind just sort of does that. It's like, you know what you're like, just it's you. Yeah. You all right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much pretty much how I operate anyway. I'm, oh my gosh, there's a lot to do with hair. Oh. But none of it relevant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it says the hair represents strength and virility. Oh God, of course it bloody does. I have a lot of hair. You do, yeah, you're very virile. <laughs> very strong. Oh. It says to be combing the hair, to be having our hair cut, to be cutting someone else's hair, to be bald in a dream, but nothing about to have frogs in your hair. Hmm. Why not? It That's doesn't say, thing, like, right? having things tangled in your hair. Does it say anything like that? No. Which I I wish it did. Um, because... I mean, that would be good. I feel yeah. like... <laughs> it'd just be really handy right now. <laughs> There's, um... It's like, during summer, I always get scared about bugs in my hair. Yeah. Like, I don't mind, like, if a... Especially when we used to go on a holiday, uh, when I was a child, I used to go on a holiday to France and you would get these massive bloody beetles that would just fly around. <laughs> and the thought of one of those getting into my hair terrified me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would always tie my hair up because I I figured. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I think chance. I feel that with like spiders, um, but any other bugs, I, don't, I guess I don't really think about it. Um, but spiders, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Spooky. Yeah. And daddy long legs. Blech. I quite like daddy long legs. I don't. They're too um, unpredictable. They they just do what they want, and I don't like that because it's like, are you going to fly into my face? Probably. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> you won't know until it happens. No. I so, think yeah. they're sort of creepy, but in just such like a, just a goofy little way. They're just so, I think... I always sort of um, felt a kinship with them because I was so gangly as a child. I think Aww. whenever I used to see a daddy long legs, I'd be like, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just like me, for real, for I'm real. Just, I'm just gangly and awkward and I don't know what I'm doing with my... I don't know my next move. Why should you? <laughs> <laughs> and I used to like watching my dad catch them. Because he would just, just is, I guess when you're little and 
dads have such like big dad hands and I'd be fascinated by just watching him like claw it out them. the air and then I'd just see it just sort of flapping around in his hand and then it would chuck it outside. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, gentle. How lovely. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't, I, I even, oh, oh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They scare me. Like when I think as well, the reason I also don't like that is because when my dad used to do that, he would pretend to throw them at us. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. If he's in, if it's in his hand, it's like he has the power. And now I'm scared. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. In my legs. It's been weaponized yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Not oh, a fan. Geez. That's fair, dudes. Scary. <laughs> um shall well, we listen to your dream now yeah. we've, now i've exposed all my frog fears bags i um don't know what the stream is about it's five minutes long i can I'm take so, a guess so sorry everyone <laughs> well i have a feeling the bags involve putting trinkets and odds and ends into a bag because that's usually what happens in my dreams so uh, yeah look forward to the more of that um, but yeah, uh, sorry it's so long, uh, and sorry if I ramble. I probably do. Everyone, get snuggly, get cozy, get, get cozy, get yourself a hot chocolate. I finished my hot chocolate now, so I'm gonna be not very cozy. But oh, okay, no. right, let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Hello, I had a dream that I was lost in a massive building, which I think was meant to be an Asda, but. It wasn't an Asda on the inside. It was like a mix between like an office building, a stadium, a school, and Asda. <laughs> um, so it was like behind the scenes in Asda because there were a few bits that reminded me of like the locker room and stuff like that. Um, and I was in there and I was trying to find my locker because I had my lunch in it um, and I was going through all of these rooms and I was getting lost in these giant bathrooms and like going under half doors and stuff and then I wandered into like a big party where everyone was dressed as Pikachu and I was just like, I need my locker, I want my yoghurt. Um, and I ended up having to get an Uber because I was so lost <laughs> that somehow I managed to not be in the building anymore. And I can't remember much about the Uber driver, but we pulled up in front of another Asda, but it was a different one. <laughs> I was like, that's not the right one. But I didn't say anything because I was too polite. Um, and as I went to leave the car, I had to bring all my stuff with me. So I had a bunch of bags. I had like an empty crisp packet and a cut-up uh, debit card was on the dashboard. And I was like, oh, sorry. Because I'd left it there, so I started, like, putting it all in the empty crisp packet just to clean up. But it took a little while. There was a lot of it there. And the whole time... 
it was like I wasn't really in control, you know. It was there was two kids in the back that were like reading from a book, and they were saying about like a disease or a condition where everything, you know, you lose like your your sort of ability to use your hands properly and stuff, and everything's kind of blurry. And then that started happening to me in the dream, and I'm trying to load up the crisp, the the debit card in the crisp packet, and it was like, Ooh. but I eventually managed it, and I got out of the car, and then the dude gave me this huge bag as well, and I was like, what do we do with that? And he went just throw it away. Um, and at that point, I think he had become my dad. I don't know why, but he was my dad. So I'm in the Asda car park, and I'm like, right, what do I bloody do now? I'm in the wrong Asda, I better call another Uber. But I'm looking around, and there's, like, a really nice, like, deep purple, like, sports car with eight wheels or something. It's insane. And there's, like, a group of people watching the person driving it, and they're like, yeah, do it, woo. So she... It's, it's like this little old lady with a little bob of hair and earrings and and she reversed the car into a building to knock down the brick wall. So we're like, wow, look at her drive, look at her drive. And she, she reversed straight into a wall and nobody reacted. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess she meant to do that. And then... <laughs> everyone went into this building... It was just a huge brick building, and then I don't know what the heck they were doing in there, but they just, they were snooping around, and they didn't want to get out. But because she had smashed the the wall, the, the roof was looking bad. And I was like, guys, the roof is going to cave in. You need to get out of here. And they were like, no, well, no, it won't happen. It's going to be fine. So I was walking around trying to deal with all the bags I got from the taxi that turned into my dad. And I'm trying to get them out of this building because suddenly they're in this building now and I don't want them to get buried when the ceiling drops. And the big heavy one, I'm like dragging it out and then bits of the ceiling start to collapse and I think eventually a bit collapsed on me but I had one of the bags above my head and I could just see bricks falling. And um, I don't remember anything after that. But the building fell down. Uh, the end. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. gosh. I don't remember anything. But the building fell down. The building oh. fell down. <laughs> Sorry that the, the quality's a bit poo. I think my phone, so you know my phone broke and I had to get it fixed, but they didn't fix it. They just sent me a refurbed one. Yeah. I think the microphone in it is a bit poo. Because um, oh. I was on the phone to my mum the other day and she was just like, I can't hear you. You sound all baffled, and I'm like, bloody hell. <laughs> and then, yeah, listening to that back, I think the mic might be a bit shit. So, yeah, sorry Aww. about that. But... I thought you were just sounded really cosy. I thought, oh, she's in like a little duvet cocoon. <laughs> I, I'll have to do a couple of tests, because I did have it a little bit further away from my mouth, because sometimes I'm a bit too close, and like you can hear me, like, I don't know, it, it makes the mic pop a little bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, I... Ah! Anyway, yeah, dream. Bags. Bags. 
bags. There are a bags lot of bags. did feature quite heavily in the end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> towards the end of the dream, I was dragging them around all over the bloody place and the, the ceiling was collapsing on me. There were a lot of things in the dream that I know why I dreamt about them. Yeah. Very much. Like, it's just, yeah. Um, I don't know why I dreamt about this, but the big, like, bathrooms that were at the start of the dream that were in this building, I, I dream about that so often, and I don't know why. Like, so many of my dreams have had these almost, like, liminal spaces that are just very large bathrooms, like, big, tiled... Almost like when you're a kid and you have like the communal changing room in the swimming pool sort of thing. Like, yeah. It's a quite a big room, but I mean, bigger than that, like really big. And it's just full of toilet cubicles. And often in the dreams, the toilets are all disgusting. Like they're filthy. So like you really need the toilet. You finally find this really, really big toilet bathroom thing. But every single one is filthy or the door's off or something like that. Um... But yeah, I dream about that all the time and I really don't know why. But in, in this dream, it was just a case of like walking through them and being like, I'm lost. Um, I yeah. didn't try, try and use the toilet. Um, yeah, and then I needed to get to my locker because my lunch was in it. Uh, the, 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 the actual where the locker was and that, that was the same as when I actually worked at Asda. Like it was just... It, it, the, the behind the scenes part in the dream, it was like a mix of my primary school and the locker room at Asda. <laughs> like, it was weird. It was like it had merged. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I got lost. Um, it was very similar to the dream I had the other day where I got lost in, like, an office building. And, like I said, about, like, the half doors and stuff. Like, it was, again, it was like a liminal space sort of thing where it just had half walls for no reason. Um. And again, I blame Tom and Simon for that because I watched their video where they played the backrooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, then I got lost. I was like, I better get an Uber to wherever I need to go. And I got an Uber. Turns out I was just in the wrong building completely and it took me to a different building. Um, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to find if there's anything to do with bathrooms in the yeah. book. But it's like... Oh my god, it sent me... We seem to have found all the ones that send you around the houses. Literally. <laughs> Today, because it's got buildings. But then it's got specific types of buildings. And then it goes to rooms. Yeah. But under rooms, it's got kitchen and sitting room. No mention of bathroom. So I went to... Uh, okay. I looked up bathroom, nothing there. And then it just has things about... A series of rooms, anything in an upstairs, a basement or cellar. And I'm like, no, go back to the rooms. I guess I could look up toilet. Maybe it gets its own section in toilet. Yeah, I've just I've just Googled like big bathroom dreams and I found a, a forum. And this person is like, uh, once in a while I have a dream about a pretty like big bathroom. They're really big, like a maze just full of toilets and stalls. Uh, they're often very old messy pretty gross um yeah and then somebody replied when i dream about bathrooms they tend to be huge as well like those public swimming pool changing rooms but even bigger i don't know the reason i suspect that i'm remembering the washrooms in high school or in other public places uh where i felt very uncomfortable when i was younger like forced to change there etc etc but yeah these people all seem to be having like a similar thing where it is just like a really big 
like tiled room full of yeah. like toilets and stalls and stuff. Weird. It's really strange. It says under toilet. For many people, the toilet has been until recently a symbol for dirt and lack of appreciation. Uh, nowadays, the symbolism is much more to do with the notions of privacy and the ability to reach a state where we can release our feelings in private. Right. <laughs> it says uh, going to an unfamiliar toilet suggests that we are in a position where we do not know what the outcome to a situation will be. Cleaning a dirty toilet suggests we are losing our prudish attitude. Ew. You no. were letting them stay dirty, yeah, though, weren't you? Yeah, you, you prude. Them, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a prude. I am not cleaning them toilets. Yeah, I, I guess like it's it does really remind me of the like the the changing rooms when you'd go as a school to a, yeah. a school. So the the whole idea of like privacy and you know, uncertainty and stuff like that. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. That's such like a, like such a time of life. I mean, it's just <laughs> that, that awkward thing of like, you've all just had your swimming lessons and you're all trying to like, I don't know. There's just something about it. That's really, you're at your most awkward phase to date, mm -hmm. I mean, I've probably been more awkward since, but <laughs> you're at one of the most awkward times of your life and you're all just lumped in together in this big room and it's so, like, um, stark. Yeah. Like that. And I think it's also coupled with that general feeling of if you have just been swimming and you have that horrible time in between, you've sort of got used to the pool water and you've warmed up a little bit and then all of a sudden you're just so exposed and you're yep, so cold colds and you got to change in front of everyone and, yeah it's just oh yeah. it's so bearing <laughs> and i have such a specific memory of, as well of our school swimming pool um in my secondary school that the toilet paper in the toilets in there i swear it was tracing paper it was oh, the God, harshest yeah. paper i've ever known yeah we had tracing paper toilet roll as well what is it about school swimming pools that they they're just it's like oh well of course we get the tracing paper toilet roll yeah don't want there to be anything comfortable about these changing rooms exactly, whatsoever exactly. i mean we didn't even have a swimming pool so i guess we were just cheaping out on the toilet roll as well <laughs> <laughs> it's weird i don't remember it being in any of the other toilets other than the swimming pool one and always in that one I feel like we had nice toilet roll in secondary school, but in junior school we had toilet paper, uh, tracing paper toilet roll. Yeah. For sure. Have you ever been back to a primary school in adulthood? Yes. Um, to watch, like, plays. It's uh, so weird. It is really weird, yeah. It's, it's super weird. I would like to, like, just go back to my old school and just see what it looks like. But at the same time, I wouldn't. I went back to mine for work. We I can't remember specifically what it was, but in my primary school, we had this big um, mural painted in the dining room. Mm -hmm. And I went back because we were filming an interview about it or something. I can't remember why, but I got asked to do the camera work for it. So I got oh, to cool. go back to my primary school and it's so 
strange, like being back and being like, was it always this tiny? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's just so small. And like, if you go back into the, um, you know, you just like pop in to use the toilet as well. And you're just like, what? This is, it's just, it's so strange. Because I guess you never think about it yeah, when you're you never think there. Because the toilets would... are child-sized. <laughs> yeah, that's just because you just adjust to fit yeah. like a goldfish to their bowl. <laughs> I remember getting stuck in the toilets once in junior school. Oh no! Yeah, we had. Um, I don't know if it was in every room, but in one of our rooms in year four, we had like two little toilet cubicles in the classroom, like sort of just to the side. And um, I remember getting stuck in one of them once. <laughs> Aww. It was like, I, I think just the door frame was just, or the door hadn't been planed quite enough. Yeah. So I just couldn't pull it open. So I just sort of stood in there for a while and I didn't want to make a scene. So I just was just like, oh, well, I guess this is my <laughs> life now. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like when you're that age, you're just like, this is it now. I have become <laughs> I toilet here. girl. I live in the toilet. I will feast off of the tracing paper toilet roller for as long as it sustains me. <laughs> it's like, I remember... A time when I got lost in a supermarket when I was little. And I think I had literally, my mum had walked down one aisle, I hadn't noticed, and then she probably went to the other one, realised, turned around, came back, and that was it. But for my child sense of time, I was in, I was like, okay, I guess I can just feed off of the, I I live in the supermarket, and I will just eat the food, I'll hide in the shelves until... (laughs) And the hope they don't find me and discover me lurking here. And I, I was thinking, I remember having this such specific thought of, I guess I have to buy baby sweet corn because I'm a child and normal sweet corn will be too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh I turned around God. and my mum was there and I was like, oh, okay, never mind, oh, I'll, I'll go, go home. home. <laughs> guess I'll go home. <laughs> but everything is just so extreme as a child. Oh. Did you ever, as a kid, accidentally grab someone's hand thinking it was your parents hand like out in public I didn't grab their hand but I remember being at this we were on holiday in France and we went to this big water park and I remember following who I thought was my dad in the queue for this massive water slide no no and then we got to the top and I somehow only when we were at the front of the queue was just, I looked up and was just like, that's not my dad. And this guy just went down because why would he go down with a strange child? And then I had to go down the massive water slide on my own because my dad wasn't there. And I was just like, "Uh." no. Oh my God. At least you went down though. You were very brave. Yeah. You could have gone back down the stairs on the walk of shame. (laughs) Oh my god! I think that's the only time I did that. Yeah, I just have a distinct memory as a kid, probably in Lakeside in Essex, because that's where we always went shopping. And I just remember grabbing someone's hand and looking up and it wasn't my mum. And I was just like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it happen the other way around before. I've had a child take my hand. Oh. And I looked down and was just like, hello. Just sort of looking around. Can I help you? This dad came running over like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just like, that's okay. (laughs) Aw. 
Oh my god! Suddenly gosh. acquired a child, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe in many years' time, that child will have a podcast and will tell the story. Oh my god! True, <laughs> true. I looked up a bag, baggage, bag. um, and it says. To be carrying extra baggage in a dream, we mm-hmm. may be carrying an extra load, either Ooh. emotionally or practically. Okay. We may be expecting too much of ourselves or of others. We are carrying past hurt or trauma. So stop <sighs> expecting so much of yourself. Okay. You're doing fine. I'll try my best. I'll Take try my best. Weren't there some like crisp bags and stuff? Yeah, so in in the in the taxi there was just like trash everywhere, and like there was a bag, a crisp bag that I was just sort of funneling the trash into, so I could put it in the bin. Yeah, um, it was there was like a cut up debit card on the dashboard, but that is literally because I cut up my old debit card the other day because yeah. it, it it expired in like October, and it's just been in my purse. And every time I pay for something with my card, I pull both out and I have to look at them and be like which one's the new one <laughs> so I finally cut it off and it was on my desk rather than putting it straight in the bin it was just on my desk for a while so yeah. naturally I dreamt about it <laughs> um, there's a second point to baggage oh it says the dreamer is under some psychological stress and may have to decide projects or feelings can be left behind in waking life oh so... I mean, there's loads of, there's always projects that I need to do yeah. that I don't get around to because that's just how I operate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like there's there's always stuff. Like there was obviously the 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 issue of the merch, which I really wanted to try and do, but I just couldn't. Um, and I can probably say it now because it would have gone out by the time this episode has gone out. But a few people in the community have been doing a coloring book for Jingle Jam. Yeah. Um, and they have been doing such an incredible job. Um, and I said I would help a bit. And I just haven't really had time to do a, a full on spread. But I've done a, a couple of little doodles for it. And I've done one thing for the TTT spread. And... I literally just need to put a hat on it. I need to draw a hat. And that's all I have to do. But my brain is like, nope. <laughs> you can't you can't draw that hat until the last day. Yeah. <laughs> the the very minute before the deadline. That's when you're going to draw that hat. And I'm just like, okay, brain. Uh, what um, is it yeah. about deadlines that seem to be you sort of get like the two groups of people who will be like, this deadline is a week away. I will get this done now. It is done. Mm-hmm. And then you get the sorts which I feel like we fall into, which yep. is like, I've got a week. Yeah. I've got three days. I've got, I've got, a, I've I've got, got an hour. Uh, yeah, I've got <laughs> yeah I, well, I, I, I don't like doing it. I don't like saying it for everything, but it just seems like everything is. But apparently that's an ADHD thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, procrastination to that degree is an ADHD thing. I don't know why. I don't know why my brain is the way that it is, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how it be. I've always kind of been like that, though, like even with video games, with schoolwork, like when I was at uni, I would 
feel bad if I didn't work on my project, but I didn't want to just start writing. So yeah. I would spend 80% of my time working on a project, writing notes. Um, and I would just have tons of notes. And when it came to actually writing up the project, like at the very end of the like the time period that we had to do it, um, I would get all of my notes and I would just convert them into like prose so they made sense and then just put them all together. Yeah. So the, that's how I worked, like because it meant that I could do the work before the deadline, but it didn't feel like I was doing the work, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and even with video games, like I will play a video game to death, but when I get to the last bit in so many games, I'm like, nope, no more. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's just, I've always been like it. And it's just like there's a, a big mental block there. There's a big wall that's like, no, no, no entry. You're not allowed. Um, I did it with uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I, I played Breath of the Wild to death. Um, I got to Hyrule Castle and I was just like, yeah, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see the end. It's fine. <laughs> Do you think a certain element of it could be... Sort of like Schrodinger's Hyrule Castle. Like, yeah. the end could be disappointing after this big build-up, but if you never play it, then it can never Then I don't have to worry about you. it. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's an element of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do that with, with TV shows too. Like, obviously, Game of Thrones. Everyone knows that it was terrible at the yeah. end. I watched all of Game of Thrones. Like, I binged it i absolutely binged the heck out of it and then the final season came out and we were watching it and it was like this is kind of garbage and then like week to week like on reddit like people would leak the the plot for the next episode and because it was kind of bad i was like oh, i'm just gonna read the plot yeah and I, I read the plot for the final episode and i was just like okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> that's enough I've still never seen that last episode, but I know what happens, but I've never watched it. But on the other side of the coin, like also very good shows like Breaking Bad. I watched all of Breaking Bad, never watched the last episode. <laughs> Maybe this is the baggage you're carrying around. It's bags full of the final episodes yeah. or the final cutscene of the a video final, game. Final boss, final episode. <laughs> The final hat on a drawing that I've been yeah. doing. It's just, oh, I just bags and bags God. of finishing touches. Yeah, it's like you, I have to. So with with my ADHD meds right now, I have to fill in like little surveys every week just to see how I'm getting on with them. And yeah, it does. It, there's always a question that's like, do you find it difficult to wrap up a project that you've been working on? And I'm like, yes. I thought you were going to say it's the last question on the form and you never fill it out. <laughs> it blank as oh a my power God. move <laughs> <laughs> fuck I would if I could but yeah God yeah it's it's just that is like one of the biggest things for me like I just really struggled to to wrap things up and I can't remember why we started talking about this but yeah that's um that's just how I be yeah I there are just certain things that even though we know ourselves and we know that we do them. They can just be so hard to combat. Like going back to the the time thing and the deadlines. Mm. I would experience so much stress all throughout school because of doing things, leaving it up until the deadline. 
But yeah. did I learn for the next thing? No, no. I would just do it again. No, never. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's like, yeah, it's like my dissertation as well. Like, I, I mean, I, obviously I worked on my dissertation for a long time because it's a big, big project. But yeah. that didn't stop me from going, I'll wait until the day before to make sure it's perfect. <laughs> So I worked up until what, like probably 2 a.m. or something the day before it was due in at like 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 a.m. And um, then I woke up at 6 a.m. and finished it and, yeah. went, and then went and got it printed and then handed it in. Like, it's just, <laughs> why did same, I wait that same. long? <laughs> My dissertation was still warm from the printer when yes. I handed it in. <laughs> Because I, I remember emailing it, and yeah. then they were like, you need a physical copy. And I was like, we do. <laughs> so I had to run to the library to be like, please print this, the deadline's in an hour. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I think our handing in of our dissertation was handing it to the printer, maybe. Oh, so okay. it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But also, I know I did it at the very, very last minute. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, but I managed, and I, I I got first. I got the top grade in my class. So I'm smart, but it just takes some time for it to happen. In but, contrast uh, to yeah. this, Alex with his dissertation, because we were at uni at the same time. Yeah, and so we were sort of writing our dissertations at the same time, and he would just sit down and write a hundred words a day, like every day for a couple months. He would just sit himself down write out his words whereas i that's a sensible way to do it <laughs> well i was the same as you i did all of my reading yeah. and then i just sat down in one go and wrote the whole thing in a night yeah just got it out and i do remember that i did have a this is uh, it was very very naughty of me i did get an extension because i mm -hmm. went to talk to my teacher about random things. I wasn't going to her to ask for an extension, but I was talking to her about the Christmas holidays, I think. And I said, oh, I, I saw my friend. And I was basically telling her a friend of mine that year was getting a divorce. They had just decided, throw in the towel. This is it. We're going to, you know, uh, they were still friends, but they were just like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. I don't know. It's time. And, um... I was just telling my teacher about this in like a casual conversation sort of way. And she was like, oh my gosh, I understand. Don't worry. It's, it's so stressful. You be there for your friend. I'll give you an extra month on your dissertation. Oh I was like, okay, um, okay. thank okay. you. <laughs> but did I still take that entire month to do the thing? Yes. <laughs> I also had an extension on my dissertation. <laughs> And I worked Jeez. up till the morning of the due date. Some say they're still <laughs> writing their dissertations Ew. to this day. <laughs> I um, So we got an extension because uh, I lived on site. Um, and our, so, so I was with a uni, I was with Portsmouth Uni, but I was at a college uh, called Sparsholt College, which is in Hampshire, question mark. Yes. And <laughs> Hampshire, yes. Uh, and uh, there are three halls of residence on site. They're just very small because it's it's just like a, an agricultural college and it's very countryside-y, 
You know, they have a field full of cows and stuff. They even yeah. have that literally when we went to visit to see if like this is where I wanted to do my last year of my degree, they gave us a tour and they have a shooting range, not for killing things, but for potential zookeepers that might need to learn how to tranquilize animals. <laughs> It oh. is that specialist. Like, <laughs> we were just like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was it was one of those. And yeah, they had three halls of residence um, and I was in one of them. And we had a really, 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 really bad snowstorm. Um, probably at the start of the year, I imagine, because our dissertation would have been due in like May-ish. Yeah. Uh, so it was around the start of the year, maybe like February or something. And the snowstorm hit and I was, I was in my room. I was on my computer playing video games with my friends probably. And the electric went out and I was like, oh, weird. So I, I went and like looked out the door. Like everyone who was awake sort of peeped out the door like, what's going on? And uh, it was like, oh, we better call like the warden. So I was like, all right. So I got the warden's number. I called him. I was like, oh, uh, the electric's gone out. Um, I'm going to go and like have a little look around. So I went and walked into the stairwell and there was water coming out of the light. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, um, by the way, um, there's, there is water flowing through the light fittings. Um, and they were like, we need to evacuate you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we had to be moved out of our house um, of residence for a couple of weeks at least, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they gave us an extension because that was sort of when dissertation time was hitting. Um, so that I was feel nice. like that's more understandable it was, than it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty valid, to be fair. It was pretty valid, but yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of um, when I was writing my dissertation. I was writing it on my laptop in the mm -hmm. house that I was staying in with two other students at the time. And all of a sudden, my laptop died. Didn't run out of power. There was a connection between the, the screen and the keyboard broke. And oh no. my laptop just went off. And I remember all of a sudden, my stomach just like filled with acid because of the panic. Oh. I was in so much pain. And all I remember is slowly closing my laptop <laughs> and picking it up, picking up my bag and like walking doubled over down to the train station i got the train to hertfordshire and i just turned <laughs> up at my parents house and was like parents what do i do oh <laughs> like God. three hours later just like hello i know i just I'm i just, just like imagining you not saying a word your laptop <laughs> just turns off you close it and you just slowly walk I away to the train to station i was like <laughs> I was like a turtle returning back to the beach I was born on. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'll just go home. Oh my God. <laughs> just turned up. I think I might have. I don't even remember if I got dressed, if I was still in pajamas. I just turned up just like, what do I do? Help me. And luckily they had a monitor so I could just plug my laptop oh. in and write it that way. Oh, bless. I was just like, uh. oh my God. <laughs> Here Jesus. It is. Oh, it's so stressful. So stressful. It is. But then sometimes, like, I remember being stressed at, like, GCSEs and A-levels. And then I look back and I'm just like, ah, oh, that was a, you know, yeah. didn't really have any responsibility. 
Yeah, I could just read all day. What am I complaining <laughs> about now? <laughs> I remember when I did my GCSEs and I was so, so stressed. And my dad turned to me and he gave me some really good advice, if not some very depressing advice. But he just said, before you know it, 10 years would have passed and you won't even remember doing this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that, honestly, that kind of makes me feel better. And also... Yeah, 10 years passed pretty fucking quick. And I was just like, yep, been 10 I years now. <laughs> it's just that thing of like, this too shall pass. Like, yeah, it feels yeah. so big at the time. But it's the same reason that, you know, babies cry because they're hungry. It's like the most stressed they've yes. ever been. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to them at that time. And then the worst thing that's ever happened and... so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such oh. wonderful advice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking back to all of like the exams and stuff that I've done. Like GCSEs were brutal because there was just so many exams, you know, like you were sitting down to do like two, three exams a day because the amount of subjects you did, it was just crazy. But I think but also then... like the way they're framed, it's like, you're 16 now, you better decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. This yes, is where literally. it all happens. What are you, what are you going to be? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like when I didn't go to uni at 18, my art teacher, I remember him being really disappointed. I remember him, like he was a, a proper like hard ass. And I remember he was like, oh, what, you know, what, where have you applied to? And I was like, oh, nowhere, I'm not going. And he just looked at me, like, he gave me that look of just, like, seriously. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to go to uni. Not yet. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I, I went to uni at 23. So it was five years before I went to uni after I left school. Um, I, I do wish that that was more normalised, though, because yeah. I went to uni for all the wrong reasons and I hated it. And in hindsight, I wouldn't have gone because the job that I ended up doing was one where work experience was more valued anyway yeah yeah um, for sure so, but it's just one of those things that i guess you can argue that i wouldn't have known that that's what i wanted to do had i not gone through those three yeah. years in some you know weird yeah, yeah, yeah. cosmic that's the thing way, but like it's so easy to say like oh you know if i hadn't done that then maybe i'd be doing blah 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 but also like there's so much stuff that like I'm really glad that I waited to go to uni because and I'm I'm pretty sure again I've said this before the people that I met at uni got me into YouTube and watching like Yogscast and stuff yeah and that's how I ended up streaming and how I ended up joining the Yogscast and meeting a bunch of my best friends and how we <laughs> ended up doing this podcast and how we ended up doing this podcast <laughs> yeah so if I'd have gone to uni at 18 fuck knows where I'd be like I would have gone and done art um, and I'd probably just be doing something not related to art, I guess. You'd just be really. drawing loads of people without hats. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. God. <laughs> I, I wonder if a part of me would also, like, maybe have come round to sort of the same path as well, because I, I know people that knew the Yogs like separate to university so i wonder you know how how the universe would have maybe it would have swung me back around and i would have ended up in the same place anyway yeah but also maybe not who knows who knows where i could have been well it's like for me it's like you met alex right yeah like we didn't go to the same university but we met whilst i was at university so whether it would have been the same 
had I not have gone through those three years of hell, <laughs> maybe maybe it wouldn't. So I guess yeah. in that way, it, it's sort of worth it. Um, when you um, when you applied to uni, like what what did you sort of look into doing? Did you did you just go straight for what you eventually went for, or did you sort of shop around a bit? I just went straight for photography because it was the yeah. only thing that I enjoyed doing. But for me, I had sort of taken, uh, it wasn't meant to be a gap year at all. It was just, gap I year. don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to go and work. And I worked in a music shop and I absolutely loved it. Um, had a, you know, I worked with my best friend at the time and, and I was having, it, it was sort of like, um, I used to watch, have you ever seen uh, Clerks? I guess it's meant to be said Clarks, isn't it? But the... Um, no. I've heard of it. Like, we would watch that, and it's just about these two best friends who work at a shop together, and we were like, Aww. this is it. This is our it's lives. <laughs> and then the shop closed down, oh. and she was moving out of town to go down to Eastbourne and live with her boyfriend. And I was like... My one friend in my town is leaving my town. I'm losing my job. Guess oh. I'll go to university. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Which God. is obviously a terrible reason for going to university. Um, and I looked at three different unis and then just applied to those three and yeah. then went with the one I went with. Which was uh, in the year of me being there the second to last worst university in <laughs> the UK. Wonderful. So I chose wisely. I At feel you didn't you didn't pick the worst one. Pretty good. I went to that university. This is this is just like a series of what not to do. But anyone <laughs> listening who's thinking of going to university, don't do what I did. I went to that university because it was near to my boyfriend. Boyfriend Plot oh. twist, their name was not Alex. So <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for how that one turned out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, yeah. yeah, that was something they really drummed into us when we were at school. They were like, don't go to uni because your friend's going. Don't go because you have a boyfriend there. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I applied to Hertfordshire because I didn't want to move out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have done better going to Hertfordshire. Yeah, I think the uni is better than the one I went to. But again, like, you know. Uni's, uh, Hertfordshire is pretty good for the arts. They have some good stuff, I think. Yeah, I almost transferred there uh, for my second year. But then I did not because, oh my gosh, I remember the first day I went to uni, my parents, I'm like, I watched them drive away having dropped me off. Yeah. And I held it together walking all the way back up to my dorm and as soon as I closed the door I burst into tears I was like I do not want to be here I hate this and I remember being so sad for the entire first week that my mum came back down and she stayed with me <laughs> so I was just like I hate it I don't want to be here I don't like this this is so oh I made a mistake God. and I felt like that for the entire three years it was like uh there's a, a quote in Princess Bride where the Dread Pirate Roberts is like Good work, Wesley. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. And that's how I felt at university. I was like, okay, that was a horrible day. I'll most likely quit in the morning. And then I did that for three years. I was like, well, graduated now. So uh. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. Like we all went through like 
right, when are we quitting? Like, oh, I, I just want to drop out. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, we were <laughs> constantly talking about dropping out. We were like, we hate this so much. This sucks. I am going to drop out. And no, never did. Never yeah. did. <laughs> but I remember when I was younger, my mum gave me this postcard that I kept on my wall for years and years and years. And I might have even taken it to uni. And it just said... All roads lead vaguely in the right direction. Aww. And that's just sort of how I've always lived life. Like, you try things, you're never going to, you know, be 16 and doing your GCSEs and be like, this is what I want to do. And then stay in that career. I mean, maybe maybe some people do. They're like, I want to be a doctor. They train to be a doctor. They love it. That's it. But that's not how it works for most Everyone. people yeah, most you people. have to try things to realize you don't like them mm-hmm. and having a job that you don't like isn't a mistake but staying it's a stepping in it stone. is like not trying new things is the mistake i guess yeah yeah for sure i used to have a little post-it that i put on my my little pin board at uni it was just a drawing of me um I think it was just a little angry me and it, it said something like don't quit or or don't give up or, <laughs> hang or, in or, there kid hang in there <laughs> stop stop being a shit uh, it, it was it was something like that and I'd look at it and be like okay me I promise <laughs> I won't drop out of uni tomorrow <laughs> but on the bright side we've been talking about you know having trouble finishing things we both finished uni so there's we that. did yeah <laughs> we did i yeah i i um i was really surprised that i literally was the top of my class like and, and genuinely i think taking that extra time after sixth form to think about what i wanted to do really made me appreciate it more so there, there were a lot of kids that were in the class that just didn't really give a shit, you know? Yeah. Um, they would, like, not hand in assignments or they would just wait until, like, two days after to hand them in and stuff like that. And they'd get, a like, 40% cap on their assignment or whatever. Um, and they just didn't care. Whereas I was always, like, worried and I wanted to get my work done. I wanted to get it done well. If I got less than a certain amount, I'd be really upset, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And... So I just kind of put all of myself into it because I wanted to be there. And so, yeah, when I when I finished the course and they were like, oh, you're, you know, you, you, you're the top of the class. I was like, what the fuck? But then someone turned around to me and went, of course, you're the top of the class. <laughs> and I don't know if <laughs> no. they meant it. I don't know if they meant it in a fuck you kind of way. <laughs> but I was just like, OK, sorry. <laughs> I guess it depends on the intonation if it's like, of course you're the top of the class or of course you're the top of the yeah, class. Yeah, th- honestly, I think it was the last. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, dear. Do you know what I've um, realised? What? Obviously, we are pre-recording. We're getting ahead. And this, mm-hmm. would yeah. you believe it, tis the Christmas episode. Is it? Oh, shit. So Merry this Christmas. will be going out a few days before Christmas. So... Merry Christmas. Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Crimbles. Good Yuletide to all Got of you. Yule. Uh, I hope you all have a lovely Christmas. And I guess what we're trying to say is don't worry about it. If two about it. strange little guys like us 
can find happiness, so can you. <laughs> yeah. Just start a podcast. Yeah. Easy. Start a podcast where Actually, you get no, don't, to... Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. We're just, just creating rivalries. We don't, we don't want rivals. Yeah. Just, just listen to listen our podcast. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> this one. Be merry. Yeah. As you slide into the weird merineum of the year between Christmas and New Year's. Merineum. <laughs> A wonderful time. The taint time. of 2023. Oh my gosh. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> and until next time, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.